Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. He's a gorilla of destiny. A bullet club OG. Continuing on the legacy of the most feared name in all of wrestling. From Tonga to Japan to America, you are now entering Tamas Island with your host, the babyface heel, Tamatonga. All righty, all righty, folks. We're live. It's Tuesday, October 19th. It is that time again. We're going to be recording another episode of Tama's Island. And oh boy, this is going to be a doozy of an episode. Because hell, before I even get the introductions going, before I even start going into this week's Tama's Island, I got to say it. Tama beat Okada. Tama Tonga was in the main event against Kazuchika Okada in the G1 Climax, and he did what folks like Hiroshi Tanahashi have not been able to do this year, what folks like Carl Anderson were not able to do in 2012. He beat Okada. And he did not just beat Okada, he beat it with the Jive Shack Driver. We'll talk more about the importance of the Dive Shack Driver, but first, I got a couple of, uh, of, of Thomas Island regulars here with me, including a former member of the Dive Shack, Karen, Karen, how are you doing? How is life? Hey. Oh, life is good. Life is busy. I'm still recovering from being at the New Japan Strong, uh, Strong and Showdown tapings over the weekend, but I'm glad to be back. Hell yeah, absolutely. We'll talk more about those Philly tapings as we go, but we also got to bring on the third man of this three-man table, of this three-person table, the man who writes the songs that makes the whole world sing, no name Tim. How are you this this fine Tuesday? How are you feeling? I'm doing well, sir. It's good to see you again. You Man, know, I, I've, I've missed you. I've missed you too. I was excited to have you back on the podcast already because we we booked this date before Tama beat Okada. Like I, yes, I had just did. said I need to have you on here on, on October 19th. But now that we're on here, buddy, when uh when the main event they played Ain't Nobody Realer Than Gorillas. They played Gorilla Tactics for the main event of Tama versus Okada. And then when Tama Tonga beat Okada in the middle of the ring, cleanly, I might add. He beat him clean like, he, like he's beaten others. They played your music yet again. Had that feel, Tim? Had that feel? It, it, it's always best to hear it twice. Yep. Right? Like yep. hearing it once is great, you know, but when you get to hear it twice in a night, it means the boys won. Yep, and and for him to go out there in the main event of a G one against Okada, and and do his thing and put in that work, and it was it was one of those moments where, in in my opinion, you know, Tama has always done at the end of the day what what's best for Bullet Club mm-hmm. or what's best for the company. Right? Absolutely, we saw that night 
what can happen when Tomatonga does what's best for Tomatonga. Damn right. You're damn right. He not only beat Okada, he beat Okada clean. It was it really was that kind of it, it's been a long road for Tama in New Japan. He doesn't get a lot of singles main events. Uh, a lot of a lot of times when he's in a singles match, it's usually a little bit more down the card. Like even even the ladder match that he did with uh, Tai Chi, uh, I think there was there yeah. was one more after that. So to not only get the main event, but to also win it to beat Okada, who is let's I mean let's be real, he's the he's the mountain right now. That's what I believe Thomas said in Happy Hour. He's the pinnacle. He's the face of New Japan Pro Wrestling. He was an Olympic torchbearer, uh, and and Tama beat him clean. Now let's talk about this dive shack driver because as as someone who has been involved in thomas island for a very long time it 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 makes it warms my heart that we've got stuff like the dive shack driver out there that we've got the src out there because you see uh a lot of people are subscribed to the thomas island happy hours that we do over at patreon.com backslash thomas island we do them every saturday they're a lot of fun and lately they've all been one session we have the entire uh subscriber together everyone who can make it does and it's like a it's a fun like hour hour and a half long party but in the early days the the olden days the long long ago back when the world was in lockdown and tama was stuck in florida we uh we had two rounds of happy hours we would do uh they would be on the same day it would be a 5 p.m and then a 6 p.m uh and we would have the first crew was called the dive shack because we would get real deep there's only like five people in it and so we get real deep and real serious so we call it the dive shack <laughs> Then the second round was the second round crew, and that's where SRC came from. Uh, and Karen was a member of the Dive Shack. It was it, it was a very it was an interesting time, and I feel like there was a lot of talk about Thomas someday having some kind of of singles run like we've seen in this G1 back when he was in the Dive Shack. And so to see him kind of not necessarily retire the gun stun. I'm not saying the gun stun's done, but. He, it was not what was able to finish off Okada, this double underhook pile driver, Tiger Driver 98, J Driller, whatever you want to call the, the base of the move. It's the dive shack driver to us is is the the new finisher on the block. Karen, how'd you kind of feel with the uh, the Okada win, the, the win over Okada? See, I had to watch the finals on of that match on delay because I had to go. This was one of the only days in the week I had to drive into the office. So Oof. I'm like keeping my phone in my purse, <laughs> trying not to like catch what's going on on Twitter. But I was very much like Chris Jenner being like, Tama, you're doing amazing, sweetie. Look at you. Look at him. Look at you growing yep. and thriving. Like, and it, for him to use the drive shack driver when he originally named it, I was like, mm-hmm. all the OGs know that it was yep. it's something that was something special and that the, the gun stun is done stun. Yep. It's the SRC or the drive shack driver. That's what it is. Absolutely. Well, as someone who's a fan and you know, a friend of the show, I'm very happy to see it. Oh, I love it so much. It's fantastic. It was very much, it was a big moment. It it kept Okada from necessarily sweeping the, the uh, a bl- uh, B block, I'm sorry, sweeping the B block. And so Okada is going to have to face Jeff Cobb in about, oh, about 12 hours, a little under 12 hours over on New Japan World in the B block finals. Uh, but let's let's talk about these these B block finals because this uh, this past what was it the days are all blurring together and I had I had to deal with Comcast so I think it was Monday morning I think it was Monday morning don't quote me on that Monday morning Kota Ibushi the Golden Star 
made history yet again in the G1, as if as if last year's two wins in a row wasn't enough, as if last year's making it to three G1 Climax finals in a row wasn't enough. This year, Kota Ibushi has made history by being the first wrestler in the history of New Japan Pro Wrestling, in the history of the uh, of the G1 Climax, to win, to make it to the finals four years in a row. Karen, what did you think of, of Kota Ibushi being this year's finalist? He, of course, beat, beat out Kenta, Zack Sabre Jr. There was a whole traffic jam at the top of A Block, but eventually it came down to, to Kota and Kenta, and Kota won out. What did you think of the, the A Block final, Karen? All right, so don't get me wrong. I love Kota. I love him a lot. I think he's an amazing wrestler. I really wish after four years they would have not been so afraid to use someone else. Like, I feel like Kota Ibushi going to the finals is a safe bet because they can guarantee a great match. But, you know, he still is recovering. While, you know, he's recovering from respiration pneumonia. We've talked about this before. Yeah, he's fine and cleared to work. But typically, most medical journals I've seen have said it takes up to six months to be fully ready and, you know, recovered. Mm -hmm. So it's a safe bet. I really wanted to see Kenta go because, you know... He's, he's my heart and soul. He was one of my very first wrestling favorites. So mm-hmm. it's just, it was like, I was excited. I was like, ah, ah, uh, yeah. I get it. But you know what the heart wants and what the head wants and it's all, it just, well, and what he wants, it's all it's, different things. I, and I, I do think it's more what the company wants. Cause I originally had this theory going into this year's G1 that look, the the western fan base don't get me wrong we we do we we are plenty loud and we've got our new japan world subscriptions but at the end of the day now that we've got new japan strong now that we've got these strong tapings that have been happening in north america we have a brand like new japan doesn't necessarily have to cater to the western audiences uh as much on new japan world as they had to back when it was just it was the all and end all was what happened in japan we have our promotion they are able to lean on some hometown favorites your abushis your okadas your naitos unfortunately he was injured and so he wasn't able to be a part of of a block like i think a lot of people in, including in new japan wanted him to be um, but and so i was originally like it's going to be about the hometown favorites it's going to be about the japanese wrestlers but we were talking to Tamatonga this past uh, Saturday in the happy hour, and he brought up a very good point that for people like Chase Owens, for people like Tama, for Tongaloa, for Jeff Cobb, a lot of them have been turned babyface by the fact that they straight up made the sacrifice to come out to Japan in the middle of a pandemic, deal with the quarantine, deal with the state of emergency that while it was just lifted, wasn't, you know, was still very much in effect when they all came over there. And so it... It has. It's gotten to the point where people are crying when guys like Chase Owens or Tomatonga get a get a big win, and so that kind of deflates my entire theory that this is for the hometown <laughs> favorites because apparently the hometown crowd is loving what all of the foreigners have done by sacrificing uh, their time and their their energy by coming out there. Uh, but it, it's it's looking like it's going to be Ibushi, and Ibushi is either going to be facing Jeff Cobb. Or he's going to be facing Kazuchika Okada. Tim, what do you kind of think of this this Kota Ibushi situation with him him being four years in a row? Clearly, New Japan's behind this guy a hundred percent. They are, and and I love I love history making stuff like that, especially mm-hmm. when you got a guy whose whose work rate and who whose career has kind of justified it. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I one hundred percent agree with everything that Karen said. 
I thought, man, the way she's shaping up, I think they might pull the trigger on Kenta. I kind of hope they do, Mm -hmm. but they made the safe play. Um, I can't fault them for making what they might seem or think is the safe play at all, Mm -hmm. especially with the way things have been this past year, year and a half. Um, But at the same time, I was kind of hoping for something a little different. Mm -hmm. Um, But that kind of leads into the Okada Cobb thing. It's, are we going to see the safe play? Are we going to see, you know, the kind of top tier guy go? Mm-hmm. Or are they going to pull that trigger on Cobb, who has made a ton of history thus for, far in the you're, G1? You're not wrong. First guy to go 8-0 and in the history of the G1. And he is he really has been, him and Okan both, just an, an absolute tear that I think has changed a lot of people's minds about them. Because don't get me wrong, I was always a big Jeff Cobb guy. But what yeah. what I saw out of him in this year's G1 completely changed the way I look at him. Like, he is absolutely... He's just an insane athlete, and he is a monster. He's finally figured out how to wrestle like a big, mean monster without sacrificing all of the the flashy stuff that made him so interesting to begin with. And it's just, ah, it, I, I worry that, that he has gotten all of his stuff together at the wrong time. You know what I mean? Like this, it's (laughs) not, this wasn't going to be his year anyway. He's already made enough history. I think it makes, makes a lot more sense for, for Okada and Cobb to both end up eight and one than it does for Okada to go seven and two. Um, but w- if any year, why not this year? Like I just said, the hometown crowd sounds like they will buy a ticket for a Bushi Cobb. It sounds like sounds like yeah, Jeff does. Cobb and a lot of yeah, exactly. And it's, that would be a hell of a match, and especially if we're trying to to kind of create this redemption of Kota Ibushi. Because let's let's be real, the first half of 2021 sucked for Kota Ibushi. He was the <laughs> yeah. he was the face of the the IWGP unification, which people did not like. Nope. Then he lost it on this first defense to Will Osprey, which people really did not like. <laughs> then he just kind of he just kind of mired in the 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 muck for a while until he got aspirational pneumonia and disappeared. Now he's back and. I don't know if he's fully back. We talked about the the B block final. At the end of the day, I think a lot of Kenta fans have an argument to be made that Ibushi got counted out not once, not twice, but thrice in that freaking match. Uh, yeah. I mean, there were points where where uh, Red Shoes was basically going like nineteen and a half. 19 and two thirds. 19 and th- come on, buddy. I know he's like he was daring him to count him out. And so I just don't I don't know if this is the the Ibushi of old and I I get it when Ibushi kind of came into the company in 2019 as as finally saying I'm full time I'm with New Japan I'm ready to go it it makes sense for him to be on this four year tear but I I would have I would have interrupted the four year tear to let him maybe recover a little bit more I'm like I'm not saying he hasn't recovered I'm just saying that there has been something missing Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Uh, in in this Ibushi, I I hope he proves me wrong uh, at the Budokan in the final. 
But uh, I, I got to open up this question because uh, we've, we've, we've kind of talked around it, but we haven't actually said it. Karen, Okada or Cobb? It goes back to what my head wants and what my heart wants. Mm-hmm. My heart's yeah. saying Jeff Cobb's put in the work. Yep. Knowing that he, when he won Battle of Los Angeles, I think several years ago, mm-hmm. that's the Jeff Cobb I've yearned to see in New Japan forever. Mm-hmm. But it, again, it goes back to, I don't think they're like, I, I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. And especially since, you know, during his match with Tama, Jeff said his podcast ain't shit. I want to prove Jeff Cobb wrong. <laughs> so I'm cheering for Jeff Cobb. You can put that sound yep. out there. I don't care. Yep. But I feel like they're going to go with Okada because Okada, again, is another one who who's, was supposed to have a big year with being the Olympic torchbearer and mm-hmm. starting to do like more TV roles and stuff like that. And then his back gave out and he's not... He kind of he's always did, been. He got COVID at one point too. He was one of the he's one of the torchbearers who who ended up getting getting COVID. Exactly. So it's one of those things where I know that you know Okada. There's nothing left for Okada to do unless yeah. he you know comes to the United States and becomes the strong champion. I don't know, mm-hmm. but yeah. I feel like an Okada Ibushi final is the safest bet. But for me, the better match would be Ibushi versus Cobb because it's fresh. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it, it. It would be a good. It would be a good uh, uh, rematch. I, I believe Cobb, uh, if I'm not mistaken, Cobb, either Cobb and Ibushi had a match uh, at one of the one of the dome shows over this past summer, and so it would be nice to kind of kind of reignite that rivalry. I gotta throw. I gotta throw it to you, Tim Okada or Cobb. Me, me and Karen are, are gonna be best friends by the end of the <laughs> <Yep>. podcast. Um, <laughs> I, give me, bro. Give me Cobb. Give yeah. me Cobb and Ibushi. Let them just go out there and do their thing. Let Cobb be the super athlete that he is. The matchup is just so much more enticing to me at this moment in time. Not mm-hmm. saying that Ibushi and Okada wouldn't go out and just kill it, yeah. but right so now, the dome before, so you have, we we've seen it. We'll, 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 we can always see it again, like with the way that Cobb. We we kind of touched on it, like. Yep. My fear is they're going to say, okay, he's made some history. That's enough for now. We'll go back to it later, and then he can have some sort of run down the line. Yep. Don't do that. Hold the trigger now. Let it Let it be hot. Let it do its thing, and then see where it goes. Like you yep. said, the, the hometown crowd is over for the foreigners right now. Like, Let them have that. I feel like they'll be excited mm-hmm. that they're – with that versus the the safe bet yeah the safe bet everybody will still love Mm -hmm. but at the end of the day i feel like by taking that chance new japan will kind of gain even more respect with their fan base and with the people who are watching yeah no i'm i'm with you both i think i i'm i think they're probably gonna go okada but but Cobb. here's the here's the thing we haven't brought up the united empire has also had a shitty year um, yeah. cause like they just formed at like the, the, the end of last year. And then Hanare got trapped in New Zealand cause of, cause of Co- yeah, he's still, that's what I mean. He's, he's still, still trapped in New Zealand. <laughs> Everybody's trapped in New Zealand. Osprey, yeah. Osprey got injured and then Osprey came back, started running his mouth, fighting young lions. 
Aussie Open are are here, but they until they can actually get over from Europe, that doesn't really mean anything. So they kind of have the same problem as Hanare. Uh, and then you also have to add the fact that TJP just joined, and they've already sent him off to CMLL, which I don't I don't know what personally is going on with CMLL, but it I it it I don't think that's gonna end well um i mean like cml they're in a weird situation at cmll i don't know how to i don't i, I don't know how to sugarcoat it cmll yeah. is in is in dire straits and so when you send tjp out there it's kind of like it's like when rama Emanuel got sent to be the ambassador of japan just kind of like i don't know send him somewhere um and so it, yeah. it like the united empire is scattered to the wind they need something anything to kind of give them that boost okan has had a good run in a block but he's a rookie you can't put that on him not yet as good as his run has been you can't make him the the thing that holds the united empire together i think g1 climax finalist or you know what i'm just gonna i'm just gonna freaking say this g1 climax g1 climax winner jeff cobb love to see it would do a ton to legitimize the United Empire. Would do a ton to kind of remind people that these are some some. This is a, a faction to be taken seriously. And as we saw last year, the G One Climax winner doesn't need to hold the briefcase the whole time. Cobb can no. lose this somewhere. And if you How still, dare you? No. If I'm just I'm just saying because there are people. Not, not two years in a row. No. <laughs> Hypoth- hypothetically. Hypothetically, Cobb could win the G1 Climax, and you could still head to the the Dome and have it be Shingo and Osprey and Okada and Ibushi or whoever you want to be the the four guys that go into the three night Wrestle Kingdom to like because because there's going to be three nights of Wrestle Kingdom. So if you thought you could predict two nights, try predicting three main events uh, for Wrestle yeah. Kingdom. Um, and so I just I think I think I think what Tim said has a lot of merit. Strike while the iron's hot with Cobb. He's an Olympian for Christ's sake. It's not like it's not like this is going to be you know putting it on some indie wrestler and hoping that they can you know run it. Like don't get me wrong, plenty of indie wrestlers have been able to carry the banner, but an Olympian knows how to conduct themselves. They know how to carry themselves like a G1 Climax winner. Hell, they know how to carry themselves like a champion. We know that Takagi and Cobb can have a hell of a match. We know Osprey and Cobb can have a hell of a match. We know Cobb and Ibushi can have a hell of a match. And hell, the B Block this year has proven that Cobb can pretty much have a damn good match with everyone from Chase Owens all the way up to Hiroshi Tanahashi. So what has the what has this guy done to what what is left for this guy to do other than maybe win the G1 Climax? And maybe the IWGP belt, or hell, just make it to the freaking finals. I don't know. That's I've I've said my piece. I've said my two cents on Cobb, Okada, Ibushi, and all of that. My only concern about like putting put, giving Jeff just enough and then putting him on the back burner is that once the world returns to normal and Jay and Osprey and everybody else comes back, he's going to get pushed further and further and further into the background. Yep. This is a prime opportunity, as we talked about before, Ross, to mint a new star. Mm-hmm. Yep. But this literally, like, do they right not there. like money? Do they want money? Well, Jeff Cobb but is money. Let, and and I get that. And I like I just I said my whole piece about why I think Cobb should win. But if we're going to talk about priorities and we're going to talk about money and we're going to talk about striking while the iron is hot, Kenny Omega is currently involved in a feud with Hangman Page, right? The guy that it seems 
is likely to dethrone Kenny Omega from the AEW championship. I don't, I, maybe Kenny Omega wins it, but I really get the vibe that Omega is going to lose the AEW championship to Paige. And he's also booked to face El Hijo del Viking, uh, El Hijo del Vikingo in AAA, who, as we also know, is one of the young stars that it, it seems like AAA might really want. That, that Vikingo Omega match has always been cited as a dream match. Okay. It's entirely possible that by January, Kenny Omega has no reason to lose. And so, therefore, there's no reason for Kenny Omega not to maybe show up in Japan, maybe face the Golden Star one more time, let the Golden Star get that win, because Kenny Omega, look, you can say what you want about Kenny Omega, the character. He's a selfless performer. The man has, I yes. mean, I, I, I watched a match with the Yoshihashi from the G1 Climax a while back where, like, that Kenny Omega is a selfless motherfucker, pardon my French. Uh, and so I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if the entire Ibushi redemption arc is building to him getting that world title back and finally getting to face Kenny Omega. I, I might be wrong, but it seems, it seems like the timing would be right. The only thing stopping is if, if it's true what they say, that New Japan will truly never bring back Kenny Omega. They tried to stop his passport, yada, yada, yada. They've got it out for him. <laughs> I, don't, I don't buy that. I think, I think that especially if Kenny Omega is kind of at the, uh, at the point where he doesn't have a belt to lose, and so therefore he can, he can take maybe a, a loss, I, I think he finally gets that make good with Ibushi. When, when you, we get into scenarios like this, nine times out of 10, you got to look at it and see, okay, does this make logical sense? You know, mm -hmm. and what you're saying makes complete logical sense. I'm, A lot I'm of just fantasy booking is like, mm -hmm. oh, yeah, what if the, and then it's like, oh, yeah, but that why, you know, where's yep. the, where's the continuity there? Where does it make sense? And it doesn't. And that's why it doesn't get done. Yeah. What you just said all makes, complete perfect sense well and, and i'm only saying this because i just spent the past however many weeks of the g1 climax watching obushi spam v triggers for the entire length of the g <laughs> before he hits the kamagoye every time is that bite little flutter butterfly knee kick and uh, i'm i'm may maybe i'm wearing a tinfoil hat at this point and i'm i'm crazy from lack of sleep and i i, I did yeah. just get back from the dentist so i feel like i've been hit in the mouth but i maybe maybe it's i'm crazy, crazy. It's crazy. It crazy. No, I'm not. I'm not saying it's not crazy, but it's also not like I'm not. I'm not sitting here, you know, telling you that no. aliens built the pyramids. Um, <laughs> exactly. My thing about Ibushi Omega, if they were to do it again, mm -hmm. that's the kind of. I don't see that as a title match. That's necessary. Like, wait, let me see. The belt is not necessary for them to have a match. Yes, it is not. They Correct. have enough history where you could have an amazing blood feud without the without the belt being there mm -hmm. and so I, it's it's one of those things where you know i'm looking forward to the frugal gear because i've been on the hook for two years waiting yep. on adam hangman page to do the thing and talk about being the champion and i'm ready for some cowboy shit yep, yep. i'm from the south and we like our cowboys yep but it's one of those things where it's just like ibushi omega maybe it'll happen one day mm-hmm but I don't think a belt is necessary for it. And I I'm, really don't. I don't. I'm not saying that a belt is necessarily necessary for it. But I'm saying that if if Ibushi is at the point where he, because if he gets that world title back, 
that first defense is going to be seriously important because he didn't he didn't defend it last time. He lost to yeah. Osprey on that first loss. Yeah. And so you need and so I I I feel like the Omega thing would add that extra maybe Abushi does lose it this time. Cuz pretty much unless Abushi has his first defense against Osprey and considering the way the situation is right now, it sounds like he'd probably have to beat Osprey to get back to the world title in the first place, right? Like, I, I don't think I'm too crazy by saying that Osprey's world title is going to be part of Wrestle Kingdom. Um, uh, yeah. It's his, and, it's, it's his golden ticket. Exactly. The chocolate yeah. factory. Exactly. And so if, if he's already beaten Osprey and you need that victory, you need that defense that puts it in question of, I don't know, maybe Ibushi will lose this. Omega's the guy. I, I, I don't know anyone else in New Japan who could really put it into, who people would go, I, I like between from Okada all the way down. I don't think there's anyone that people think would beat Ibushi on that first defense now that he's already lost it on the first defense. You know what I mean? Naito, but Naito's yeah. knees are on vacation. Exactly. And so, he, <laughs> yeah. and, and so I, I honestly believe that even if, even if Ibushi's first defense is Naito, people are going, Oh yeah, Ibushi's winning this one. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, like it's, you gotta, you gotta play to people's imaginations. That's what Obari said. He's in the imagination business. He's in the dream business. Um, and I, I think that, I think that Omega defense would do it. I don't, I don't want to spend too much time on this because at the end of the day, it is just fantasy booking. It is just sitting here, you know, wondering what if we haven't even, we haven't even gotten to the point where Abushi is the G1 Climax winner, let alone the world champion. We don't even know who he's right. facing in the finals. It might be Cobb. It might be Okada or hell Obari might come on TV like in a, in, in a few hours and be like, actually, you know what? Uh, uh, Abushi did get counted out. Kent is in the finals now and we've got a four way. I don't know. Any, anything could happen between now and the 20, first so i don't want to spend too much time focusing on january let's talk about some other stuff that actually has happened and i am of course talking about the friday night scuffle i'm of course talking about the friday night shootout i'm talking of course about ruby soho versus the bunny equaling in viewership matching in viewership roman reigns and brock lesnar's contract signing uh, a big win for the AEW women's division and AEW in general. Uh, I'm going to throw Tim first. What have you kind of thought of uh, not just the the way that WWE and AEW kind of went to head to head on Friday, but all of the fun, I say fun in quotation marks, fallout that has happened online <laughs> since. <laughs> Ru- Ru- Ruby the draw Soho, right? Yep. Is that, is that what we're going to call it now? The head yes. of the head yes. of the ta- the bunny the is now head the head of the, of the table. The bunny, bunny is the head of the table. table. Yeah. <laughs> and Ruby's the draw. So, yep. um, I, I mean, we knew this this was going to happen. Well, we didn't know what the numbers were going to look like, but we knew the discourse and the conversation that was yep. going to happen after, regardless. Yeah. Um, at the other at the end of the day, it's all clickbait. It's all this, that, yep. and the third. The number the numbers don't matter to anybody who's not working in the advertising business or has a, a horse in the race, right? Yep. It's all about talking and championing for whatever and to get people talking. Yep. Um, with that said, I, I'm glad that AEW did what it did. Um, at, you know, over the past months, years um, that they have been in existence, they have pulled me away from most of the other North American wrestling, or mm-hmm. at least the big name of North American wrestling yep. to the point where I'm it's it, it, it that doesn't give me what, what I want anymore. And that's fine. If it gives you what you want. Great. Fantastic. That, that, that's superb. But the fact that 
W, you know that they did it on purpose, one. Yep. And two, the fact that it was, you can talk about overall viewership you want, you can talk about that. The fact that a company that has been around for two years mm-hmm. is able to get even that close mm-hmm. to a company that for decades has had a foothold on the industry here in North America is incredible and deserves all the praise in the world. Yep. I don't care if you're who you're a fan of and who you're not a fan of. You can't deny numbers like that and and see the response that that AEW is getting for rewarding their fans and telling interesting stories mm-hmm. and not relying on promos and DQs and 50-50 booking and and all these other tropes that have become ingrained in the the North American wrestling fan. They're out here paying it off and, and doing it through through creative storytelling in the ring in matches. And and you're seeing that because the fans are tuning in consistently. Mm-hmm. And I love and I love that. I, I love every bit of that. And yeah. and I'm happy to I'm happy to see to see what they're doing. And we get stuff like like Danielson versus Suzuki <laughs> on yep. YouTube. I was like, about- are you are you are you fucking kidding me? I was about like, to say that's that's I think the X factor. Go. That's the X factor here is there are just some nights there are some nights where Tony Khan goes for lack of a better term batshit crazy and he decides, "All right, we're going to do a show where in the middle of the show Brian Danielson's going to fight Suzuki live on YouTube and in the main event of the show Junior Dos Santos is going to make his pro wrestling debut. Jorge Masvidal is going to knock out Chris Jericho." Like it's it's like it's like the old hustle promotion or something in Japan. Like it's just they're throwing right. everything at the wall. I love them doubling down with the buy-in before Rampage because, like, ima- imagine if WWE did a kickoff show for main event. That's essentially what <laughs> doing the buy-in yeah. for Rampage is. And so I I love the I love the balls of it. I love the fact that by them doing that made me also excited for what SmackDown was going to do to uh, counter it. And so I'm I I was sitting there kind of. I I ended up I didn't watch them both in real time, but I ended up watching both of them by the end of the weekend, which is not something I can say every weekend. Um, and so like it was, it was a damn entertaining night. Karen, how did you kind of feel about this this madness that that we have been subjected to on Fridays? Uh, it's, it's it's I have complicated feelings because for the longest yep. time, as a, at first I was all on board with AEW, and then mm-hmm. after a while, midway through the first year, I tapered off. Yep. But in the last six months, I've begrudgingly made my way back (laughs) (laughs) because they gave a home to so many people that I loved in WWE. But Mm -hmm, exactly. Yep. The heart for me, they've really gotten my attention with the coverage and that they've given their women's division, especially Mm -hmm. in the last couple of weeks while WWE's run the queen, the queen's crown in the ground. It is less than 30 minutes. No, 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 not just, not just less than 30 minutes. It's entirely possible. If the finals in Saudi Arabia go the same length as the rest of the matches, they will do the entire tournament in under 20 minutes. You'll be able to, you'll be able to fit the entire tournament into an episode of The Office, and then have a, like a two-minute tag at the end. I'm just gonna flip a little disc right here. Yeah, no, it's 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 inferior. Like, I I would be mad. You know what would they really promote women's wrestling when it's convenient. They promote. And it makes me furious. They yeah. don't just. Here's the thing. They don't just promote women's wrestling when it's convenient. They promote anything when it's convenient. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna use one of the examples of uh, uh from the Queen's Crown tournament, Zelina Vega. Now, if you are familiar. With the history of Zelina Vega, you know 
Her father uh, died in these uh, as a firefighter in the September 11th attacks because uh, he was he was a first responder, and so she was very excited to wrestle at the Madison Square Garden show that was going to mark 20 years since WWE was did the first SmackDown after 9/11 because this year is the 20th anniversary of, of 9/11, and she got cut for time. So they they didn't even think to to like I and don't get me wrong I know this sounds so soulless but they have someone whose father died in 9/11 who is excited to wrestle that night was tweeting about how excited she was and they they couldn't even yeah. put her on TV but she's going to be able to wrestle for the Saudi royal family which depending on on which books you've read I've read the 9/11 commission reports 15 of the 19 hijackers were Saudi nationals. There was some money that went towards the attacks. And so she she didn't get to wrestle at the Madison Square Garden show, but she sure as hell is going to get to wrestle for the people that funded her father's death. Or or when they had, uh, they did their Pride Month celebration and had, you know, Jake Atlas and Mercedes Martinez and then released them like a month later. Like, Thanks for thanks for showing up and showing out. Bye. Like I have friends who work in that company and I'm glad they're taken care of and I'm glad their families are taken care of, but it's so yep. hard to try and support the company week in and yep. week out when things like this keep happening. Mm-hmm. It was and it that's was hard. The, that's the key. They keep keep happening. happening. Um, they and keep happening over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. And over and over and over and over. And over and over again. No. Yep. <laughs> uh yeah no it's it it's hard and the, it was hard when there wasn't an alternative out there that uh, you know for don't get me wrong the aew's made plenty of missteps if you've listened to the entirety oh, of, of thomas if you've listened to the entirety of thomas island you've listened to me go on this roller coaster of oh my god this explosion match is going to kill them to all the way to oh my god they're the greatest thing ever like i've i've been through the gamut on aew um but man they have they have really made sure to uh to make something that makes you, you don't feel quite as icky giving you know no. like like that 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 9.99 i used to give to the wwe network it made you feel it made you feel a little gross it made you feel a little a little weird it made me dirty. feel a little weird just a little just a little you know my disdain for peacock made it a lot easier to cut that tie i was like you know <laughs> oh, what nope See, see, I'm I was out. I was already subscribed <laughs> to Peacock because I was like, I want the universe, I want the Universal Monster movies. So when they came to Peacock, I was like, well, I'm already paying the money, I'm already paying it. Um, but yeah, no, it it just it. I Crown Jewel is this Thursday. Uh, there's I don't really have much to talk about for it. It's, it's some of the matches look fine. Goldberg has promised to kill Bobby Lashley, which it's Saudi Arabia. He might. Um, he might have to. We might get a murder. What on the net on Peacock? What he said? He you said it. Want to see murder in October? He like, said he's hey, he said he's gonna have a license to. He said he's gonna have a license to kill over there, and I'm subscribed to the Washington Post. Uh, R.I.P. <laughs> Jamal Khashoggi. This I hey I'm sorry. It's it's Saudi Arabia. I have no I I have no sympathy. They 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 can do all the sports washing they want. Um, yeah. but it it definitely uh, is gonna be a it's gonna be a weird weird show. But what's not a, what is a weird show in a fun way, and is about to come on in about an hour. WWE NXT. That's that's I think the one WWE product that uh, I'm I'm real I'm real I'm just all in on between Tony D'Angelo, Braun Breaker, Odyssey Jones, and just everything they've got going on. I'm real stoked uh, for the future of, of of NXT. We've talked a lot about NXT, so I don't want to get too into it. But Tim, what have you kind of thought of the the NXT 2.0, the reboot? I was I was 
I was hesitant at first because I'm like, oh, wait, now, I, okay, so you're scrapping all these things and all these, because I used to love, 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 love NXT. NXT mm-hmm. was was giving me everything I wanted and more. And, you know, as as the landscape changed, so too did it. And mm-hmm. when I hear the, oh, we're going to, we're going to, you know, homegrown athletes, we want athletes, we don't want professional wrestlers, we're going to revamp. And I'm like, oh, man, this is just going to, this is not going to be for me. I love mm-hmm. my professional wrestling, as, yep. as Brian Danielson has so eloquently put it over these past couple months. Um, but man, they have, they have surprised me mm-hmm. um, with and not more more so the company surprised me. The talent, I think, it, like like you said, the character mm-hmm. work with Tony D'Angelo, and you got yep. Braun Breaker, and you've got these guys who I'm like, oh wow, no, the, these guys are going to bring it, and and this is kind of something that that people need to pay attention mm-hmm. to because I really think these guys are future stars. Yeah, and we've I've I've we've talked a lot about NXT on the podcast, but there is one person who's broken out in the past few weeks that I want to bring up: Lash Legend. Who has? She's not a wrestler. She's just like a personality they've got to do interviews and to maybe she'll be a manager. I don't. I don't know what the future holds for Lash Legend, but I'm excited about it because she talks. And don't get me wrong. I understand for not not everyone's gonna like this, but she talks so much in references and like weekly references that she really like makes me like feel like she the NXT is a part of the world and not like off in this like WWE universe where I love ma- that. where sometimes the real world exists and sometimes the real world doesn't cough Saudi Arabia cough cough um, <laughs> and so with with Lash Legend I feel like the re- I feel like NXT takes place in the real world I feel like it takes place uh, in in the reality I'm living in and so that is definitely uh, that's definitely I think one of the real enlightening things over over the past few weeks karen you you've been a, a long time nxt fan and you've actually you talked about going to the uh the nxt uh shows uh, the first couple episodes of the of the reboot but what have you kind of thought of of the past couple of weeks now that it's it's kind of settled into itself i feel like they're finally getting their footing mm-hmm. and i think they're starting to find that perfect balance of pairing the veteran wrestlers with the brand new talent they've brought in and that they're teaching. And for mm. Lash Legend, I love the fact that she loves Ike Minjiro because yep. Ike Minjiro is my homeboy. Yep. <laughs> and apparently, style, with his style strong. Uh, and apparently, and a I lot can't of get enough of him. I yep. love him, and he's beloved. <laughs> NXT loves him. He's and all over the show. He's all over the show I right love now. It so much. Uh, yeah. No. Absolutely. Shout out to Jiro. Shout out to Lash Legend. Um, but not only is NXT finding its footing. New Japan Strong has truly not only found its footing, it's starting to get off to the races a little bit now that they had the the tapings in Garland, Texas that have now been actually turned into New Japan Strong episodes, and so we've been watching New Japan Strong with fans. But this past weekend, they did a raucous series of tapings in the uh, 2300 Arena, also known as the Alhambra Arena, also known as the ECW Arena in Philadelphia. Karen, you were there for it. Uh, t- talk, just give us the introduction. Talk us through uh, how this weekend of New Japan Strong uh, and or it was New Japan Showdown. This is the the showdown tapings of New Japan Strong. How'd they go? They, you know, it's always a good time when I get to go to New Japan Show Live and New Japan Strong, especially after going to LA for the for the uh, Fighting Spirit Unleashed tapings, has really really grown on me because mm. there's no, there's nothing like seeing it live. There isn't. There just yeah. simply isn't. Yep. And I was lucky. I ran into a whole bunch of the Islanders. Yeah, they were showing up and showing out. Love in Philly. That. It was great to see everybody. 
And I apologize if I was a bit of an airhead while I was there because I'd only been up since three o'clock in the morning to fly up from Orlando and then going full throttle the whole day through Philly. Oof. So I was like, I'm at the show, like, I'm awake. I love yep. wrestling. I'm awake. I love wrestling. But it was it was one of those things where I, I actually sat in the very last row in the back for a change. Mm-hmm. And it was nice because I, I didn't have to be like all turned up to like 11 being like i love wrestling i was just like yeah i love the wrestling this is great yeah having a good time that's what that's why i like kind of hanging i've i've always been kind of a wallflower at shows just because like when you're in the front row there is so much responsibility to like get people excited to get like because you're feeding the wrestlers you know um yeah you is everything good yep everything's fine sorry okay no worries no worries just i saw your i saw your eyes darting i was like oh no i've frozen i've had i've had so much i went to reply to the chat but then i realized i'm subscribed on patreon but not on twitch so i can't reply to anyone so oh no (laughs) thanks thanks everyone who said who's saying good things in the the chat i appreciate you i love you and that and that (laughs) reminds me i i was i meant to have like the chat open and everything and i totally don't and i'm I'm like i'm like oh shit no so hi chat i love every single one of you that ever have talked to me you guys are the fucking best hell yeah we let's go let's go absolutely i'm so glad we got this moment to tell the chat we love them we don't get to tell the chat we love them enough we we use them so much for fodder and we never give anything back thank you all to everyone who has been subscribing and in the chat hanging out every week over at twitch.tv slash thomas island but let's get back to these new japan strong tapings uh because karen these were it seems like it was a pretty wild weekend of shows you had stuff like will osprey versus alex zane um minoru suzuki versus chris dickinson i mean this was this was a a wild and raucous uh, uh, set of tapings. I keep saying raucous. That's my word of the day. I feel like raucous might be the best word to describe it, though, because yep. when you yeah. describe a lineup like that, like lucky her, like mm-hmm. to be there to see these. Like I'm the, insanely the jealous. The challenge was that because there was like a nine match card, because it was basically they're gonna break end up breaking it down to three th- one sh- one show gotcha. three uh, sets of matches per show. So yep. it's like basically okay. six episodes. Yeah. So it, it's a it was a lot to take in. A lot in. to take in. It reminds, it reminds me of the old old Ring of Honor tapings where you're just sort of like, I'm I'm still here. Y'all, it's my third Christopher Daniels match. I'm ready. <laughs> We're taping 12 weeks. Let's yep. go. That's how it was when they used to do NXT tapings. They'd yep. do like three days and it was like they're going on tour for like three months. So everyone's just like, <laughs> yeah. We're here for five hours. Yeah. Still yeah. here for five hours. <laughs> Speaking of, I know we talked about I know we talked about Saudi Arabia a little bit. They are still trying to do that thing where they fly from Saudi Arabia all the way back for SmackDown. So oh, shout Jesus. out shout out to all the NXT talent that's gonna get to make their SmackDown debut right. this week. Yay! Uh, hey, 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 last time worked out Love great. To see it. Worked out fantastic. It worked Absolutely. out fantastic. No, it, was, it was a great show. I'm ex- I've never I've never in my life wished that someone got held up at the airport, but I mean, hey, let's 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 make some. <laughs> Weather's let's, a real thing. It yep. causes delays. No one hey, controls the weather. I, I hope it's for weather. That's all I'm saying is I hope it's for weather and not weather. <laughs> yeah, and not and not another event that will be talked about in therapy sessions for years to come. Um, <laughs> Enough, enough about this, the plane ride from hell too. Uh, let's, let's talk about New Japan Showdown because there were a lot of uh, big story stuff that came out of the shows that we're not going to talk about because they will end up on New Japan Strong eventually. Watch New Japan Strong, 8, 7 Central on uh, New Japan World. I do results every week for WrestleZone. It's, a, it's really becoming a great show. But one thing we can talk about because it's, it's all over New Japan social media, 
former Buddy Murphy, now Buddy Matthews, is going to be making his debut on November 13th at Battle in the Valley in San Jose, which, it should be noted, is the same night as Full Gear, so that means that Buddy Matthews, for right now, is New Japan. We don't know. Maybe someday he'll be all elite, but right now that boy is wearing the Lion Mark proud. Karen, what was the reaction like uh, when when Buddy Matthews, uh, his, his video showed up on the screen? So we talked about this a little bit before we got started, was that I'm a longtime Buddy fan. Mm. When I started in NXT in 2014, I wanted nothing but the best for this man. So when he got let go and everyone was waiting to see what's happening, we were like, oh gosh, could this be it? Could this be it? Could this be it? The problem with that promo is it's in the rain. Yep. There's umbrellas. Everyone's yep. like, oh no. I was oh, about to no. say, because when oh, I, no. he, he, could it be? let me, let me just, let me just say, I'll and give you black my, and white. it was also yep. filmed in black and white. So yep. I'm like, yeah. we're not doing this, are we guys? Yep. No. And I had the same experience because when it popped up on social media, it was just one of the new Japan global things like, Hey, look, who's coming to new Japan. And I saw the umbrella. I saw the rain. And I went, oh God, they they we they they tried it once. They're gonna try it again. Marty Skrull might be coming back, but luckily it's not Marty Skrull. He is relegated to I don't know wherever he's. he's I saw him on some Puerto Rico taping. I think I don't know. Something he's, like that. He's around somewhere. The sound that came out of me when yep. he pulled the umbrella back <laughs> and it was him soaking wet. So why'd you have the umbrella, buddy? Sorry, I didn't do anything for you. <laughs> I was over the moon. So I was trying to like, I don't usually do spoilers at shows, but yep. I was like this, the world needs to know this because yeah. this man deserves the world. Yes. As much as I would like, love to see him be all elite and you know, tie, weave oh, a yeah. little story with, Al, with Malachi Black about being Matthew in the prison. <laughs> Call back to that. Yep. I'm like, no, I want to see, I want to see not in the super juniors. I want that man in the G1 next year. I want him fighting yes. Okada. I was like, it's happening. And I, and I was going to say, I don't, I don't, I have based on what I saw in that promo, based on what I've seen from his workout photos uh, over the course of his non-compete clause. Yeah. That's not a junior heavyweight. He was, and shout out to WWE, but he was barely a junior heavyweight when he was a cruiserweight. And now he, yeah. I let that boy be a big beefy heavyweight. I'd like um, to thank Buddy Matthews for his gym service and his fan mm-hmm. service because you know what? <laughs> it's good stuff. Oh, I the, want him to fight Shingo. I want him to fight all the big guys, but I also yep. want to see him tangle with Ishimori and show because you know how I am about show. Absolutely. I want you, to see him fight everyone. He's got a tangle with show. I, I, do, I don't want to harp on it too much. I do want to go back to the umbrella because I do kind of hope that Matthews just steals the umbrella outright. Like there has been a big trend I'm gonna I'm gonna out myself as a truly uncool person. I watch Family Guy every week. I have every year, <laughs> and there has been a streak in recent Family Guy episodes to just straight up steal stuff from Bill Cosby. Cause screw it, the man was in jail. He's been convicted of numerous sex crimes. It's not like he's using the jokes. So why don't we take all of the funny Bill Cosby yeah, jokes? That's our joke I, now. I kind of hope that people start doing that with canceled wrestlers. That we start, you know, seeing the the umbrella show up. You know, we'll have. Uh, I, I, I don't I'm I, there aren't really many other calling cards for canceled wrestlers so it really just ends at the umbrella but yeah make it your own thing steal it it's perfect the, the um- leave the whoop whoop out I don't need any more whoop whooping no more oh yeah no no more no whoop whooping, whooping please well, and, and I, 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 that was that was the kind of thing that the Juggalos were going to put a stop to eventually because that's the, that's their thing. And don't get me wrong, maybe Marty was down with maybe Marty was down with the clown, but you can't he assume everyone. could have been exactly, but you can't assume everyone is, and so no more whoop whooping. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I, I think Matthew should take the umbrella and just make it his own things. It's a fun gimmick. Uh, 
I'm extremely excited to see him elsewhere, wherever it was going to be, wherever he, he's one of those guys who, whenever his non-compete was up, I was just, just waiting. Like, I want to see this guy wrestle with the shackles off Mm. and let him go do his thing going, circling back to, to Danielson and Suzuki from, from Friday. We got, so Brian Danielson to me, before he got to, to WWE was arguably in my, and in, in definitely my opinion, the best independent professional wrestler that was out there, bell to bell. You can now argue he's maybe one of the best bell to bell of all time, period. Yep. So we saw a young Brian Danielson go to WWE, kind of get confined a little bit, have to work within their system, but still was able to get his stuff in and put together the incredible body of work he did, right? Mm-hmm. Now, on Friday, we got to see a veteran, Brian Danielson, with those shackles removed, do what he is arguably the best in the world at doing. Guys like Buddy Murphy, we're going to get to see do what they are so good at with these shackles off and be able to tell these compelling in-ring stories that we haven't been able to see him do. And I think it's just, I think Buddy's ceiling is, there. there is no ceiling. I feel like... I feel like he can go all the way up. Absolutely. If, if there's a possibility before he signs anywhere, PWG, put him in Bola. Yes. Well, and, and Let him fight Bandito and everybody yes. else in Bola, please. Here's the, here's the, here's the thing, though. <laughs> Malachi Black is half of the PWG tag champions right now. Like yep. that, Signing a contract with All Elite is not going to stop Buddy Murphy from showing up in PWG. <laughs> Or Buddy which Matthews, so, I'm sorry. Which is so refreshing. And but, it's like these guys are going to get to go do what they want to do and what they love to do. And you love and to see it. Wrestling Absolutely. to the people. We're the real winners in all of this. Oh, we hands win. down. Well, and, and here's here's the other thing is that this this wellspring of joy that has kind of come out of this, this current uh, wrestling landscape, you're seeing it bring a lot of guys out of the woodwork. Like the Batiri show up on AEW Dark. Uh, various guys from from the independent scene who may not have gotten their due and proper in their day are, are starting to show up. But what ends up happening is when other people start to become free and are able to wrestle, you see other people go, oh, well, I never got to wrestle them. I'm going to show up and I'm going to wrestle them because Buddy Matthews showed up in Georgia recently, I believe over this weekend. He showed up in Georgia, wrestled a match. And who shows up to challenge him afterwards but ach who has been just kind of nowhere for the past like few months he just kind of disappeared for a while but then when buddy matthews said he's back ach popped up and said oh i'm gonna wrestle that dude i'm ready to i'm ready to go for that and so just just by coming back and bringing back ach he's already having one of the best runs of the the independent (laughs) Like that, that is, that's a mitzvah and kismet, whatever the hell you want to call it. Bringing back ACH is, is big guys like crowbar showing back up in, in AEW dark. Like it's, it really is getting exciting again, because even the people who have been like really burned by WWE guys like ACH guys, like, I mean, Chris hero will show up any day. Now he's already, he's already producing for a couple of companies. Like he's, he's backstage helping out with some stuff. And so it's like, it's really it's really making it if it, it it's as good as it is that's making it fun for the fans it's making it fun for the wrestlers and that's when like the real the real magic happens because uh, that I, i'm loving seeing wrestlers with wrestling 
You, you cut out a little bit there. There, um, you know, because like, and, and while you're while you're fixing that, this is a good time to bring up like the run Minoru Suzuki is having through North America right now. I mean, this is a guy. It's it's not like he was inactive or anything, but it's yeah. it's lit this new fire under him now that he gets to wrestle guys like Brian Danielson. He gets to wrestle John Moxley. He's gonna be he's gonna wrestle Nick Gage. This I mean, we're probably gonna see light tube spots from Minoru Suzuki. Right, uh, there I'm, you go. <laughs> it's gonna get wild. But what were you gonna say, Tim? Because you're you're oh, back now. Oh. Yeah, I was just, I don't know why, it, for some reason it connected to another microphone in here. You know how technology is. Absolutely. Um, but I, I'm loving seeing profess, professional wrestlers fall back in love with professional wrestling. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's it's just so, it's so heartwarming and just so, you, you want to champion for these guys and you want to, you know, and you just want to get behind them because it's like, wow, I know what it's like to fall out of love with something for, mm-hmm. you know, reasons out of my control and then fall back in love with it again because of the right situation and the right circumstances. And you're seeing that. And then that all ties back into what Karen was saying of us being the winners, because we're getting to see people go out there and do what they love. And it's just, you know, you can't, you, you can't hate on that. Mm-hmm. No. And it's, it's like I said, it's even making me excited for some of the stuff that they're doing over on SmackDown because NXT has had to refurbish. It's a, it's a brand new product that, that hits me right in my ADD, you know, millennial stoner core. <laughs> it's very, it's very colorful and I, I do drugs. So it's great. It's perfect. Um, but it, it, it does, it's, it just feels like it's such a good freaking time to be a wrestling fan right now. Like it's a, it's a it really, is. really damn fun time. Cause like, Here's, here's the other thing. We just talked about wrestlers falling back in love with wrestling. And we talked about Brian Danielson. We talked about Suzuki. We talked about all these guys. CM Punk is back. Having a blast. He's wrestling guys like like Darby Allen. He got to wrestle Daniel Garcia. He got to reignite stuff with, with Matt Seidel. I mean, like, it really, it really does kind of feel like anything, anything can happen. Like, it like, does. It's, uh, it's going to be real fun. Like I said... The G1 climax is going to continue at about 5:30 a.m. on New Japan World, or 4:30 a.m. I think uh, I'll I'll check that. Go over to New Japan. Go over to New Japan World. They have the exact just time. Go over there and hang out and yeah. and and figure it. Just go on there now and stay yeah. on there now until they it have, starts. They have It'll so start, much. I promise. Yeah, yeah, they have so much content to keep you keep you busy. Yeah, went, you, I, you, you can be busy. I went I went down a rabbit hole recently of Monsieur Rambo. The uh, French Ooh. there was a a wrestler in in New Japan for a little bit by the name of Monsieur Rambo. He he doesn't wrestle like the French Rambo, but I just I like to pretend that that's what he was. Um, there you go. Exactly. But yeah, so the G1 Climax, we got the B, the B Block Finals on the 20th, the full blown G1 Climax Finals on the 21st. Uh, NXT has Halloween Havoc next week. Crown oh, Jewel sorry. is on. Yep, Crown Jewel is on Thursday. Um, uh, Josh AEW, Barnett's Blood Sports this weekend. Josh Barnett's Blood Sports yeah. this weekend, featuring another yet again Dickinson versus Suzuki. This time under Blood Sport rules. Like there's Im, Im, impacts on Thursday. Uh, impact so is wrestling. is uh, impacts got a pay per view this Bound week. for Glory on Bound Saturday? for Glory Saturday too. Yeah, that sounds right. Yep, they're in Vegas for that one. It's it sounds Ooh. like it's going to be a damn good time. I believe the Inspirations, the former Iconics, are are going to be popping up in the in the Knockouts division for that yes, one. Yes, yes. XP. Yep. This this week's Dark Side of the Ring is XPW, so you get all of your deathmatch wrestling and porn in one place. Um, it's true <laughs> that they're. Oh, yeah. it's true. 
Just wait until they get into the fact that like XP, <laughs> that was the two things XPW produced. They were producing hardcore wrestling and hardcore pornography. New Jack got paid in I'm not kidding, thousands of VHSs of porn. Um, it's going to be it's it real I'm excited for this week's Dark Side of the Ring. It's going to be like the Herb Abrams episode where it's just it's it's going to be a roller coaster. <laughs> There's a lot of wrestling, so I want to thank you all for joining us in the the Twitch chat. I want to thank you all for for listening to this podcast. Before we completely wind down, Karen, where can people find you online if you want them to find you? You, If you feel so inclined, Twitch, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Hey, Karen Sensei, that's where I'm at. There's a link tree in my uh, Twitter bio. It has everything else, my my wrestling blog, my work for post-wrestling, all that good stuff. That's right. Let's have fun. That's right. You're, are, what are you covering for? Is it just Stardom, or you just have a general post over at Post? I my my post at Stardom is, or sorry, my my post my, at Post is about Stardom. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, but I'm only doing reviews for their big shows. So the next okay. big show for me will be November third, uh, Kawasaki Super Wars. It's the middle of the Goddesses Tag League. Lots of murder. It's going to be great. The girls are killing it. I can't wait to watch it. I'm so I to catch up. Yep. Hey, delays are not my friend, but no, I'm, I'm, be, I'm yeah. with you. I'm, I'm way too behind on stardom at the moment. Everything's everything's been happening. Oh, speaking of everything happening, Minoru Suzuki is going to be an impact at Bound for Glory as well. Or it sounds like he's going to be showing up at Bound for Glory. So there's that as well. Tim, where can people find you if you want them to find you? They can't find me everywhere like they can Minoru Suzuki right now. No one is of his. Minoru Suzuki right now is like Santa Claus or like He's Slash just, in that one South Park episode. He's just showing up everywhere. Yeah. Um, but no, you can find me on Instagram. Uh, it's no period name period Tim. Uh, Twitter, it's no underscore name underscore Tim. Um, websites, no name Tim.com uh stream kofi's 100 dark nights i produced on that stream all trev cases music stream firing squad stream all that fun stuff hell yeah and i'm at ross w berman iv on twitter ross berman iv on instagram ross bandcamp for all my music i got a nice fun dark album about america called veiled prophets coming out on october 29th oh god that's coming up i gotta finish this album <laughs> um go. yeah I'm, I'm gonna be going i'm gonna be going right to the deadline on that uh, you can always find this podcast at Thomas Island on Twitter, on Instagram. Go to patreon.com backslash Thomas Island if you want to subscribe to the Patreon, have fun on, on Happy Hour and all that kind of stuff. Twitch.tv slash Thomas Island. But you already know that. You're watching it on Twitch. If you're listening, you probably know that because you've been listening before. There's a siren going by in Chicago, so I should probably... I didn't. <laughs> hey, that, that sounds like Chicago, baby. <laughs> Look, I didn't, I didn't do anything... I didn't do anything. That was not, it was, it was not the cops. It was an ambulance. That was it, yeah. So laws were not broken. A person's life is hopefully being saved. Uh, let's all have a good weekend. Please enjoy whatever you want to enjoy. Uh, and we'll see you next week. Thank you all. Take care. Thank you for listening to this week's Thomas Island. Find more great Thomas Island content like the Shotgun series, weekly happy hour Zoom course with Tama, video versions of the podcast, and much, much more at patreon.com forward slash Thomas Island and visit at Thomas Island on Instagram and Twitter.